This is Everyday Driver, where we know cars are expensive, but necessary, and have to do a world of things. But we also believe they should be fun. Whatever you need and can afford, we're here to help you find the right car. We're your car friends, your car therapist, and sometimes the bad influence you need. I'm Todd. I'm Paul. And this is the Car Debate. Hello, everyone. Happy Friday. I have, to, I have to start right here. Have you seen our hot hatch piece? It's out. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, these, it's these pretty are fun. The, since these cars have been announced, this piece has been on our mind. GR Corolla, Civic Type R, Volkswagen Golf R, back to back to back on one of our favorite, genuinely very twisty roads in Malibu in California, a road that a lot of cars are too big for. I was looking at our content, and I realized we have done four, count them, pieces on the GR Corolla. Well, we're kind of four excited. Four of it, them. It's, it's good. We actually just shot an Elantra WRX piece, and that'll be the third Elantra piece we've done this year. The, yeah, <laughs> and two Civic Type R pieces already. You know it. What, these are the cars that we're – I mean, this is right down the middle of Everyday Driver. I'm really amazing. excited. Yeah. Yes, we're thrilled. So please go watch that. That's on our original YouTube channel. But over on our Test Drive channel, we drove the grime. The grime. That is – what we wish for the gr prime mm -hmm. so if toyota puts all-wheel drive in the prime is yeah. the grime toyota said at least they told us that they are not going to offer the prius prime in all-wheel drive so if you want all-wheel drive you're not going to get the prime it means you don't get the plug-in hybrid version of the new prius but then we did say that if they put an all-wheel drive system on the prime and called it the gr Hello. prius they still haven't lied they still didn't make an all-wheel drive prime they just made an all-wheel drive GR Prius. GR Prius. Where we go. But it's, yeah. it's still a prime. So there's lots of different it, badging and all <laughs> kinds of different fonts. Toyota's awfully excited about their badging yeah. right now. All their badging is kind of like, notice me. Uh, they're doing a lot of that going on as well. So that, that's over on our, uh, on our other our Test Drive channel. We have more stuff coming First on the Test Prius Drive channel. First Prius we've been surprised by. Yes, it's true. First Prius we've kind of gone, huh. Well, and actually to it's that end, we have a good. Totally. We have a larger Prius comparison piece coming in the next uh, month or two that we're actually very excited about to discuss all the generations of the Prius. No, no, sorry. I couldn't do it. <laughs> it's, it's not. I couldn't do it. It is not. Starting no, no. at the very first generation yes. of Prius, it's all the generations. There he goes. Nobody will watch that. Still passing. It's Still just Todd passing. asleep in the <laughs> This is how autonomous cars happen. We just fell asleep exactly. in a Prius. Anyway, no. Generations um, of the Prius. <laughs> That's not what it is. It, it's it's us attempting to answer that question that you uh, have asked and we've thought about as well, and that is, okay, is the Prius interesting now? We're, we're trying to answer that question in this comparison. Well, first case. we have to define the word interesting. What okay. does interesting yeah. mean? Interesting can be bad. So we had to back yeah. way up yeah, and exactly. then but move forward. We're so excited we about that as well. Find the car. Also, from our friends at Blipshift, those shirts, Happiness Ahead shirts, mm -hmm. and the Daily Triple. I believe the Not Fast But Furious uh, shirt has ended at this point, but the other two are available. So yeah, check back. out our, our uh, store over at Blipshift, our partner they're, store. They're back in new colors. And in fact, they, they look really cool this time because they're both black shirts with uh, yellow and orange on them, which is really awesome man we need a grime shirt the grime <laughs> it's a prius with the front tires totally doing a brake stand yes. smoking thing and it's a prius yes <laughs> it continues with the the whole thing we did you see our april fool's video where we kind of drag raced it follows right along kind with that of, yeah that we aren't really about the traditional drag races but we're perfectly happy to make fun of them let's bring a prius whatever car you're looking for and wherever it's listed You'll find it with Autotempest.com. Autotempest.com brings together results from all the top used car listing sites online to save you time and help you find the perfect car. 
It even lets you compare with nationwide results from Facebook Marketplace and Craigslist, not just your local area. Plus, you can now get email alerts for your search, so you're sure to never miss a thing. You can even price and find new cars from nearby dealers. That's why Auto Tempest is now the official sponsor of all of our test drive videos. We use it to search for new cars or used cars wherever they are. When you're doing your drive homework, you're chasing the next family car, or just browsing so you can see what's available, go to autotempest.com slash everyday so they know we sent you. Auto Tempest. All the cars. One search. Our first debate comes to us from Chris W. in Boston, asking about all roads and all roads lead to where? Chris, thanks for writing and watching. He used to listen to our podcast while mowing his lawn in 2015, but he's been listening since then. That's awesome, which means he's he's listened during lots of other tasks. Now, it started during mowing the lawn. Now, he just listens in general. We appreciate that very much, Chris. Speaking of 2015, since he's been listening, he's also been driving a 2015 Audi All-Road. He bought it in December 2018 with 21,000 miles on it. It now has 87,000 miles. He commutes about 40 miles a day round trip, and it has... Notice the past tense, been awesome. Chris's current car is actually a 2015. It's an Audi 2015 All-Road, which currently has 87,000 miles. The interesting part here is he bought it in December of 2018 with 21,000 miles on it. So he's put, uh, basic math, about 60,000 miles on the car. And it has been, has been great. <clears throat> past tense, because he's done all the maintenance himself. But around 65,000 miles, it started having an oil leak. He needed to add oil. And he kind of looked into it and discovered this is a known issue on these cars. And when he said it has oil consumption, he said he's not kidding. By burning oil, it's now one quart every thousand miles. That's a lot. That's a lot. I am no mechanic and I do not know engines well, but it is not supposed to do that. I like how you were surprised by its bulletproof ability by up its until reliability <laughs> and then up until 65,000 miles oil consumption started <laughs> you were like oh well, I don't know what the problem is with that oh Chris says the fix as he understands it is an engine out piston and ring job for about seven to nine thousand dollars all in mm. he's not doing that on a car worth about 13 to 14,000 I can see that but he needs to keep up appearances for business because he has to transport clients while he's out doing commercial real estate things, activities. So we're not going to throw down and just get him a two-seat convertible. That's not really working. Probably doesn't look the greatest while you're no. stopped. Like, you go look at the property. I'm going to put oil in my car. I'll join you in a minute. <laughs> like, what? You have a case of oil in the back. What's this for? Never mind that. Just Never mind. Focus on the property. Have we talked about the property? Well, he's got permissions. The, the permissions list here, his MOF <laughs> said to him, you're going to buy whatever you want, no matter what she says. So why are you asking me? She writes. <laughs> he said, is this a trap? Boy, <laughs> you are you are a well-married man because you said that you were kind of like, I'm about to step in something, aren't I? That was the beginning of an argument. But the truth is, actually, she's just great about him and cars. She knows that's his thing. He already has his dream car. In fact, that's not even part of the discussion. His dream car that he owns is an Arctic Silver 2007 Porsche 911 Turbo in manual. He said he can fit one car seat in there, but clearly it's not the right car for this business solve. So that the Porsche is not even in this discussion, but he said that is acknowledgement of the fact that his wife goes, okay, I get it. Cars are your thing. This is good. I like that you've got the manual turbo in there. Well, he says the requirements include being an automatic, needs to have good dynamics, good gas mileage, at least 25 miles per gallon or better. Wagons and SUVs need not apply because they already have a 2022 Outback. Hmm. He had an all-road. He doesn't need two cars that do the same thing. Sure. Right? I get it. Yeah. Carry two car seats because they have a four-year-old and a newborn. Congratulations, guys. 
And a driver assistance package, he mentions, this is a plus. Mm -hmm. He says, did I mention I have a newborn? Sleep is at a premium, (laughs) even though he never drives while he's half asleep. Do not let the car drive you with your kids. That's all bad, yeah. This is great. Cars he's considering include a Julia, Audi S3, a Kia EV6 is on the list, Mm. which busts his budget, but the MOF will allow for an electric. Interesting. So this is the thirty-five grand is how much you can spend. But oh, you're going to get an electric one, and they're not sure. Spend what it takes. Stinger GT, Mark Seven Golf R, Genesis G70, all are on the list. Like it. And Boston commuting equals sad Porsche noises. That's why he doesn't take the Porsche as wow. his daily because he spends so much time just sitting still if he actually uses it as a daily. That's why he doesn't. So this is the daily, but it has to have business appearances. It has to have the ability to have kids in the back seat. All of these things at thirty-five grand. First, I'm going to go through your list real quick, Chris, and I'm going to say this: I love the Genesis G70. It has a very tight back seat, so you're going to have to see: is that big enough for clients? Is it big enough for car seats and kids? I don't know. I would love for you to have one of those. I think it does everything you want it to do. I think it it, it presents itself very well to clients. It is a four door, four seat car. It could be kid friendly. You haven't said how big you are. You haven't said how big the car seats are or the people that you transport. If you're the size of Paul and I at over six feet tall, there's just not enough room in the back. Watch our Blue Cars episode where it had that and the Julia and the 3 Series, and we talk about the fact that the G70 seats are kind of tight, which makes the Alpha Julia rise for me. Mm. I really like the Julia for you because I think the dynamics you're hoping for and, and the things that you like about the fun car Porsche, some of that is is evident here in the alpha, but yet you can just sit in traffic in that car and enjoy it. I really like that. Audi S3 is okay. I think uh, size might be a question there as well. The Stinger GT is the bigger version of the Genesis G70. I mean, that that to yeah. me is much yeah. more of the dad wagon of the two, and I think could definitely work. The Mark 7 Golf R is interesting. I, I don't know if it does the right client presentation. I feel like a Stinger or a Genesis or the Audi, I mean, pardon me, or the Alpha does a really good job of, of your clients being like, oh, we're taking that. Okay, that's cool. The the Golf R, does it do that? I don't know. I'm asking you. I don't know what the perception is. I think it'd be fine. It's got actually a good amount of space. I think you'd enjoy that. The Kia EV6 is the curveball. I like that you're willing to allow it because it's an electric and so your wife will say, okay, let's stretch, stretch that far. Does it have enough range for your needs? You say you're not just commuting. You're driving around with clients as well. Do you have charging infrastructure? What is all that? Probably will, but you're going to have to look into that because here's the thing. At this point, there are a lot of EVs that drive well and that are interesting, but you have to actually stop in a different headspace than your current car and go, does this fit my life? And if it does, great. Did we mention the... the, uh the budget here? Did we mention that thirty-five thousand? Thirty-five for- grand. Yes, unless he's buying the EV. Unless the EV, and then and then he's just buying no an EV. Apparently, that that's so. The thing. Yeah. Why aren't we looking at Audi e-trons, <laughs> like the good ones? Porsche Taycan. The back seat's small, but you're near a Taycan, so why do you care? Right, got like, it. Let's like look it. at the RS version. That's very good. I mean, Excellent. Like a hundred grand or more. So <laughs> if we're gonna look at something, honey, cool if EVs, you're okay with EVs, I mean that would say success, and you're rolling up clients up to your commercial real estate in that thing. And I, I mean, I just saying, I like it's an image to paint, but I do want to actually throw EVs out because I don't know that it's going to be good for you at this point in your life. It might not be. It's really hard to know with, with the way his life's structured. I've got two choices for you, Chris. First is the Hyundai Elantra N with the DCT because it's, it meets all your needs and Mm -hmm. it's still fun to drive. And 
you've got that 911 Turbo manual, which is a special car. And I'm not asking these two choices to do the things that that does. You've got it in your life. Mm-hmm. You can go for drives when you want to. This is these these two cars are for the kids and for commuting and yeah. clients and that kind of thing. You're going to have to differentiate between you know. Well, you're just going to have to stay on top of the cleaning duties, especially interior, because if the kids were just in the car and then you're taking clients out, yes, and they, different question. You don't want to sit in like spilled milk and, milk and Cheerios. You, you don't want one of your clients in the back seat to go, "What's this?" Yeah, you don't. You don't want to hear that. I'm sticking to the seat, Chris. But actually, uh, it's interesting something because I had the Elantra in on my list for him as well. But I'm going to say two caveats there for you, and one is you can, obviously the DCT is great, but please get it in black. You can't get that car in white or the crazy baby blue and yeah, have, it be, blue. have yeah. it be a legitimate client car. But the other reason I think it's interesting here is because the Elantra Inn, and they actually talk about this in the press materials. We've talked about it before on camera. The seats, which are excellent, are thinner than the ones on the standard Elantra, which means it actually has more, not less, more back seat space yes. than the standard Elantra, which means it actually could be a legit four-door, four-seat car. Be careful not to scare said clients, but you'll probably entertain the kids. Well, the clients will encourage a little bit of fun, and, and you'll they be might. known as like, hey, Chris, they the might. fun driver, let's go work with him. <laughs> Until you get the wrong client, and that goes south quickly. The other car, Chris, that I had for you, I thought Civic Touring, no. Civic SI, good, not right. Acura Integra. Oh, that's good. Because it comes with the CVT, and I realize that here I am actually yes, recommending are. a CVT. Yeah, you are. But if it's any, if it's close to the one that's in the Civic Touring, it's acceptable, and I will recommend that mm-hmm. and say, okay, you, you need the automatic or CVT. That's your only choice. Sure, yeah. Can't have the manual. If it's close to that or even better that would be good news. We've mm-hmm. driven the Integra quite a lot. We've driven the Civic Si. Great backseat space. The reason I suggest Integra is not just because of the CVT. It's because people have told us that's the one that's available. Everybody wants the Civic Si, and well, I was able to buy an Integra because they had them. Yes, at and, MSRP, and and the markups are less or non-existent. It has yes. a hatch. It has a lot of usability in that regard. I think that's an excellent choice. Great have, back seats. I have one other one as well. No, I'm recommending a CVT. <laughs> I am out there on a limb. So, like I said, we have not driven the CVT flavor of that but still it is the integra we really like the car it's a civic si underneath Mm -hmm. same engine same everything really like the car a little bit different style and a cool hatch in the back that's good and speaking of hatches and because you brought up the golf i have to go here mazda 3 turbo yeah that's good because automatic yeah yeah and it's going to be a wonderful luxurious nice place to sit by yourself or with clients running around town but it also has a little bit of flavor it's mm-hmm. got great looks. Mm-hmm. It actually drives really well. That is Mazda hanging on to their six-speed and proving, why do we need more gears than this? I've always liked that transmission and anything they've put it in. That that six-speed just works. That's a great car. So I think the, the Mazda 3 Turbo is another one to consider, even though I, I like the rest of your list as well. Guys, I want to acknowledge real quick that my co-host is battling through a nasty cold. So this may be a little bit of a shorter podcast, but he is powering through because we are professionals. That's right. That's what everybody thinks of when they meet us. Boy, those guys are professionals. You've seen my hair, right? Anyway, we're moving on with a second car debate. So we have David writing from Arkansas. He wants to turn a pickup into a car hauler and a fun commuter. And when I first read this, I got myself so confused. Because I thought he was tuning his pickup. I thought he was taking his big pickup and turning it into something else. And I was like, what are you doing? But what we're doing here is we're selling a car to buy two. That's actually fun. I can see how you got there. Well, this dilemma, he says he wants to replace his nice truck that's no fun to drive into a work truck and a fun daily. 
That's two different cars, people. I did not read it right the first time. I had to go back. It's two different cars. Work truck, fun daily car, two cars. What is this budget? I'm looking for whatever he sells the truck for. Mm-hmm. Okay. So since he wrote to us last, he fell in love with an 01986S. He autocrossed it, took on took it on road trips, went to Porsche Palooza, and then he sold it so he could buy a 2005 987S. <laughs> the Porsche disease has struck. Okay, all right. And it's got a 3.8 liter M96 engine out of a 996. Hope Ooh. that IMS has been done, but it wow. probably, if it's built, then it probably does. Yeah, I'm sure it has been, yeah. He's not writing about that car. It's not going anywhere for a long time. <laughs> He's writing about his 2019 Ram 1500. It's been perfect for hauling the wife and their two golden retrievers on all kinds of adventures, but they're expecting their first, a girl in July. Congratulations, okay. Very David. Very cool. They've agreed the 2022 Grand Cherokee L with a roof rack is the better option for hauling all of these people and animals. Yes, and I'm going to stop real quick. The Grand Cherokee L with a roof rack. How many kids are you having? Because, and I say this because my wife and I did this. We had a dog. We were about to have a kid. We went and got ourselves a seven-seater and found (laughs) ourselves very shortly thereafter going, why do we have seven seats? It was grandparents, right? That was the thinking. You're right. And so uh, th- that's the thing. You have, you have gone big. You have gone like you've added dogs and kids because you're talking about two, two dogs and your little girl and a roof rack. What, what's the roof rack for? What are you hauling all of a sudden? Are you taking extra people? Are, the, are both sets of grandparents coming all the time? It seems like an awfully big car, but you're right. It will definitely solve your needs and then some. So this leaves his truck without purpose. Mm-hmm. A truck without purpose, other than to eventually haul that 987 to autocross events. He started to resent the days he takes it to work over the Boxster. Ouch, that's not good. And now he's daydreaming about turning this $39,000 asset into a dedicated car hauler, big boy tool, and fun commuter. Okay. There's no hard budget. That was your first mistake there, David. Whoa. When you wrote no hard budget. You're spending six figures now. I can see it real quickly. He does say within reason, Paul. (laughs) But he'd love to pull this off with just the cash that he gets from selling the Ram. So let's say theoretically he can get 40 grand out of the Ram. 40-ish. Theoretically, yeah. If we're buying two cars, I spent all the money on the first truck, the replacement. Did you really? The car hauler. Oh, interesting. Okay, all right. I did not, but all right. Mm, maybe we could revise the truck uh, truck hauling <laughs> duty. I think I might be able to. Okay. The MOF and FD, the fleet decisions, minister, <laughs> has made it clear it. there has to be a truck in the mix. Which I find interesting because there's, it's never listed, other than the fact you're talking about eventually would be awesome to haul your autocross car around. You don't ever list, list to us, here's why I need a pickup, which I find strange, especially considering your wife is going, we have to have a truck. There's no use case, and that Grand Cherokee L, when you fold the seats down, has a lot of load-carrying capacity in it. Yeah, there, there has to be something we don't know here. And, and, and honestly, if the answer is, well, my wife's always had access to a truck, I'm going to stretch you both and just say, do you still need one? Do you still need one? Well, he says he's thought about our suggestions of renting the truck as needed, but he's never had a smooth experience renting from U-Haul. He doesn't want to deal with driving across town or sitting in an understaffed center from U-Haul one to two hours before they can give him the truck keys that he already, already reserved online. It sounds like you've had a bad experience renting trucks. Clearly, yes. That. Yes, yes. So both replacements would live outside, and he writes he thinks an EV is out. Okay. He's got no druthers on this truck. It just needs to do the job without dying or stranding him for the approximately two jobs a month that it needs to. We just don't know what those jobs are. Agreed. And could the Cherokee do it is another question. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Onward. He'd like to fit four adults because he likes driving when their office goes to lunch. Okay. All right. I see it. 
And his commute is 15 miles of back road and stoplights, but without traffic, he doesn't really get to enjoy the Boxster. So it'd be nice to have something that felt fun going through the 90-degree sweepers, as well as going slow in, uh, with the SUV train in front of him. So something that makes the commute anything other than mind-numbing, and the truck has not been it. Besides the Boxster, 300ZX, and NB Miata, he has nothing to go on. <laughs> so he's wide This is open. my car resume. Help me, please. Got it. Okay. He would like our thoughts on this. And feel free to totally ignore his general plan and framework if we have other ideas. I'm, I'm very curious about the truck usage. I, I can't answer that. I don't know I'm, what I'm, that I'm, is. I'm going to tell you truck ideas anyway, but I, I really am wondering, especially with that Cherokee, are you getting to a place where you don't actually need a pickup? But who knows? My th- thought for you, David, is how much truck do you need? Because I think you go for the older, quote-unquote, compact trucks. A last-gen Frontier. Those are pretty cheap. They're cheap. Yeah. They're reliable. They're not fancy, but they're out there. They've been out there forever. The, the, the It's one of those things, kind of like I hate to say it, the Nissan Z car, where it was the same thing for more than a decade, okay? The last-gen Frontier is just out there and available. You could just mm-hmm. go get mm-hmm. one for probably next to nothing. You could also get something like an early Ridgeline. Ridgeline was on my list. I was I was now thinking an older one, but I had a newer one on the list just sure. because it tows 5,000 pounds. The newest one does. Sure, sure. And then, of course, there's also the Ford Ranger. I mean, you can also be in that that scale as yeah. well. So, I mean, yeah. I think you don't have to get a full size. You have a full size now, okay? You've got the big Ram 1500. Can you step down and still get enough, enough truck needs? If not, if you need to go full size, then I'm going to say used Silverado or used older Tundra. Because I mean, both of those have got, you can get big V8s. They're known to be reliable. Parts are plentiful. I, I have a buddy that has not the last gen Tundra, the one before that, that he loves. So, I mean, those cars yeah. are known to be beloved. Now, if you tried to get the last gen, the one we just let, because, you know, they just replaced the Tundra. Mm-hmm. And it right mm-hmm. now has a tur- twin turbo V6. The V8 in it prior was beloved and was one of those things that was known to probably still be running when the earth stops turning. Okay, very reliable. Right, right. So, you, so the late models of that gen are probably going to hang on to their value quite well. But I'm saying go back, go back, back, back. Beginning of that gen or even prior to that, you could find yourself an old Tundra. Those things run forever if you need a full size. But I really wonder about those smaller ones. I was thinking taco. But the problem with tacos is they also run. Forever. Well, and and they're going to be they're going to be overpriced in in used cars, exactly used, used values. For I was thinking, sure, yeah. get a cheap Tacoma. Wait, they're not going to be cheap. <laughs> they're not that cheap. Yeah. You'll find them, but mm-hmm. they're going to be expensive. And I was initially thinking a Santa Cruz and a Ridgeline, but then I've used up forty thousand dollars worth of budget. Yeah. For having a Ute that we don't know what the job is for, so I don't know if the bed's long enough for this mysterious mm-hmm. job. I don't True. know yeah, if yeah. you're hauling bikes or wood or just what. So. As cool as those are, and I want you to have them, right now, I'm thinking about spending no more than ten to $12,000 on the truck because it's going to sit. You said approximately Agreed. two jobs per month. Agreed. That means it's going to sit most of the time. Let's leave as much of the budget as we can for the fun commuter. I'm right there with you. it doesn't have to be uh, Cayman. You've already got the Boxster for autocross. True. I, th- I think for the commuter, you, uh, you and I are thinking about the money very similarly for once, but I think for the commuter, what you need is you need turbo feeling and darty. Yeah. I think that's the, the real stuff. And along those lines, again, we're spending roughly 30 grand or so. GTI. GTI is great for this. Yep. Mini Cooper. Now, you said you need four seats, four people. So hmm, that starts to be a problem. But the GTI would certainly work. Mazda 3 Turbo again, but I have three wild cards for this. Let's hear them. 
I strayed off <clears throat> of anything we've talked about. But I actually think as commuters, they all work. They all would be fun. They all would fit the needs you have. Mercedes GLA AMG 45. It's good. That good. is, we've said about yeah. we said it before. It's essentially a hatchback from Mercedes that they've sold it as an SUV, but it's not. And it's crazy fun. But it also has some like, I'm an adult because of the badging. And then then you're driving it going, I'm a child. I mean, it's all That's of those true. things at That's once. True. So AMG yeah. GLA, AMG 45. If I'm going to go down that route, I have to go here as well. 30 grand. Can you get a used Porsche Macan for that yet? I might be spending oh. more of the budget. But that is essentially a classy hatchback. I mean, I, I know Porsche is horrified that I bring it up that way. But it is the rare hatchback from Porsche is what it is. It's not an SUV. Stop calling it an SUV. It drives like an extra big Golf. Okay? Yeah. But better because, because its architecture is different. So Porsche Macan. And then huh. I can't not go here. We're talking about a commuter, four seats, a little bit of fun, which means a little bit of power. It's got to seem what, somewhat classy. What can you do about getting a used Model 3? Will oh, that work really? for your life? Why not? Because it, be, it would be totally different, totally different than what he has otherwise. So you'd have the big Grand Cherokee, you'd have the Cayman, and you'd have a Model 3. And if, if it's got enough range for you, if you can get one for your budget and if you can charge it at the house and maybe charge it at work and this kind of stuff, I think you would find it different enough and good at all the commute things that you'd like it quite a bit. David, I was thinking about getting a ten to $12,000 Cayenne to tow your sure. Boxster oh, gosh. to the track. Oh, see, that, now what, what you guys have to know, if you would like to stop Paul mid-step, like foot hovering in the air at any racetrack on the planet, point out the person that just pulled in in the Cayenne pulling a Porsche race car. There will be no conversation. You can't get him to do anything I won't else. Hear you. He just stops and watches the person drive past. If it's they park awesome. near him, there's nothing else to do for the day. Well, no, I, I take that. I was having this thought, and that is what other car company can you do that with? I suppose mm. you can do a Toyota, Honda, the upper level, the echelon, mm-hmm. when Porsche, a, a Cayenne, hot Cayenne rolls sure. by with a GT3 on the back, you're just like, oh, oh, look at that. <laughs> Just the whole picture. Uh But at this point, could you tow your Ferrari race car with a Puro Sang? I don't know what the... I'm going to look it up while we're talking. I don't know what the tow rating is with Puro Sangue. I suppose (laughs) you could do that with Lamborghini because the Urus could tow some sort of hot Evo Huracan or (laughs) something. Oh, no. The Urus pulls a Huracan. Oh, man. That's terrible. But when people do it with Porsche, it stops me in my tracks, like Todd said. So that was my initial thinking. But again, that might be out because you already have a larger SUV. And if you need dirty truck things, you're not going to want to even a cheap Mm -hmm. Cayenne. You're not going to want to get the interior dirty. Nope. So that's why I come back to Ford, Chevy, Ram, a ten to $12,000 pickup truck because you're not even going to look at it. It's mm-hmm. going to yeah. sit. Yeah, agreed. Until, agreed. You, oh, it's time for the truck thing. Yep. Let's go pull the truck out and we'll go accomplish the job. How long are these jobs? Mm-hmm. It might take you an hour. Much of it is driving. You're transporting. You're moving washing machines. You're moving couches. You're we have no idea. Something. Yeah. I say get a cheap used full size like your okay. ram yeah. your ram is too new do the same thing but go backwards go yeah. old go way back yep so we're not spent we're leaving 30 grand open mm-hmm. to go get an m235i 
Oh, that's very good. Go get yourself an M235i or an M240 mm -hmm. from the prior generation. The new ones are bigger and much more expensive, mm -hmm. but I'll bet you for 30, 35, you could find an M235i and that's your just fun commuter. It and, doesn't have to do race car things. Yeah. And if, if you, if you and the people you're taking to lunch are all not trees, you can get four people in you there. You can't. And you, you're just you going to lunch. Can. Yeah. You're exactly. You'll be there exactly inside right. of 15 minutes. Totally agree. Everybody it's just like chill. Everybody just, just hang on. It's going to be can fine. have the front when we go back home the other way. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Ferrari Purasangua does not come with a tow hitch or the ability to attach one. See? Granted, it is a five. $500,000 by the time you get one Ferrari uh, SUV. And, and also, and we, we talked about it originally, they're all sold. Like everybody descended and like, you know, Ferrari's already like stopped taking orders because the first like year or so is Which sold. blows my mind. They're a half million each. What I am genuinely simultaneously excited and shaking my head about is there will be one at Park City Cars and Coffee. You know there will oh, be. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. You can get two Uri for one Purosang. Two Urus. We see Uruses around Park City like oh, they're candy. Well, okay, but we're talking we're talking Those about we're talking about luxury performance SUVs. You yes. can almost get four loaded Cayennes. Think about that. A loaded okay, a loaded turbo current Cayenne is what? hundred and fifty grand? Uh yes. Well so maybe three. Call it three okay. loaded Cayennes for are you, one person. Are you kidding? I mean, I realize I realize this is not how math works. If you have a fat hand on car, math car. Works, though. It's, nobody thinks this way. They don't think about I could get this many for that. I understand that's how it works. But are you really getting are you really getting so much more out of the Ferrari SUV? Yes, because you get a naturally aspirated V12. You do. I do take that. But yeah, and I, it's actually mm, gorgeous. I really like it. I'm fascinated by it, but I'm also shaking my but head. But there will be Ferrari one. made a mistake. You can't park it a tow coffee. vehicle. Lamborghini can. Who else? <laughs> You could, you could Mercedes, you could tow your GT to Mercedes, the track with Mercedes GLS. You could absolutely do long. that. Yeah. But if you really want to throw down, we're off in the weeds. If you really want to throw down, you need to have the Maybach GLS that tows your Mercedes GTR race car to the track. Ooh, that's also a pretty picture. That is, yes. You know, when we were actually at the ring the last time, there was a Maybach GLS. You remember this? Parked yeah. outside the hotel. And I'm not kidding you. Okay, a picture, the nicest Mercedes GLS you've ever seen because it's a Maybach. It had a two-tone light-colored interior. And in the back seat were carbon fiber car parts, like front ends of cars. On the back seats. Sitting on the back seat. Not like wrapping, just like sitting on the back seats. And we were all just standing there going, okay. Because of course. Of course, Yeah. It's a new year, and we want to talk to you guys about a lot of new products from our friends at Griot's Garage. I'm going to start with the 3-in-1 Wheel, Tire, and Mat Cleaner. Did you hear it? It cleans wheels, tires, and mats with one thing. It's a non-acidic formula that cuts brake dust, road grime on wheels, tires, and rubber floor mats. They have a cool picture of you using a brush to clean all of the above. That is awesome. Water Spot Remover. Guess what that does? That removes water spots on all exterior surfaces. Don't forget ceramic metal polish, which restores and brightens and protects common metal surfaces and leaves a finish like you've never seen before. And then there's the Citrus All-Purpose Cleaner, a concentrated, powerful, non-foaming cleaner for both exteriors and interiors. Griot's Garage products are 100% guaranteed and all liquid products are made in the USA. When you're ordering at griotsgarage.com, use the code EDRIVER for 15% off liquids and 10% off everything else on your order. That's Griot's, G-R-I-O-T-S. Enjoy the finest quality car care products you can buy at griotsgarage.com. On Facebook, Bob McCormick says, where did we both develop our current driving techniques? 
It is, is it an amalgamation of instructors teaching over many HPDE days? Was there one particular school that set the basics? Have we learned from pro drivers? Others, you know, what have we read that has mm-hmm. contributed to that? It's certainly been, like you said, an amalgamation, a lot yeah, of yeah. input, and that's what we want. We want to ride and drive with a lot of different structures, a lot of different driving styles, and approaches to corners because mm-hmm. everybody does it differently. This is why there's some fast drivers and some slow drivers. True, yeah, yeah. But we want to get a sense of what is it like to do a corner fast and have driver input. So we've both ridden with many pro drivers, many instructors, and then how that is taught and how our personal comfort levels are, Mm -hmm. it manifests itself. And yeah, I I always want to keep learning. Agreed. Agreed. I love that there's so many pro drivers that always want to work on their skills and want to keep sharp. It's not like, you know, I guess Formula One, they don't really do much, but even (laughs) karting keeps skills sharp. So it's been a lot of stuff over the years. It's been a lot of observation, how people take line, like, wow, you can, you can do that like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. It's been a lot of discussion about talking through corners, looking at the corner, looking at the race line, understanding, you know, from the chalk talk all mm-hmm, the way to mm-hmm. being in front of the track. Yeah, it's a yeah. lot of those things. And it, and really it just, it comes with experience. Not that Todd and I are, you know, pro level or, or race car drivers, but I'd say we're, we're not slow, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it's just been a combination of lots of things. I agree. It's all of those things. And it's interesting, Bob, because there's a couple things that have happened over the course of the show. And that is we have taken a lot, there's a lot of videos us of us taking different schools and that was us on purpose building skills and trying on on purpose to pick very different schools. I mean, over here we did the Ford Mustang ST school. We did the Mustangs on track, and then we did autocross instruction in the Fiesta ST. That's one level of skill. But we also did the open cockpit, single-seater uh, spec racer Ford school, which yep. is the other end of the spectrum. And then we also did rally school. All three of those, there's, they're teaching different things. And I have to admit, I have thoroughly enjoyed the learning that happens by us regularly going, I can't believe I'm saying regularly, but regularly going back to Germany and driving the ring. Mm-hmm. Because the ring is such a weird combination of street driving and track driving. Kind of like nowhere else in the world. Yeah. So, Because, yeah. of course, we drive Spa, which is a full-on racetrack. But the ring is so interesting because you get so many speeds and forces and traffic that feel a lot more like, well, this is just Tuesday. Yeah. Okay. Versus yeah. track day. But then also there are so many things about if you want to go fast on that track, you have to bring racecraft. So it's a weird amalgam. I also find fascinating any track we've done with an instructor that I can then find afterward on a sim, I find revelatory. Agreed. Driving yeah. it before I've actually been on it as, on, as an actual person, like in real life is fun and interesting. But all of the sensations that you feel, the ring's a great example, the sensations that you feel when you're there in person, I feel like I can recall those when I sit on the sim sure, afterwards. Sure. And I can go, oh, interesting. So, so I can do a slightly different line here. And I, and I feel like I learn over time that way as well, which is interesting. Redbird fan on Instagram has a question about which car currently offered for sale in the U.S. in non-wagon form would make the best wagon. Ooh. I have it. Okay. It is the Civic Type R specifically because of weight. Mm. The new 11th generation Type R weighs 3,100 pounds, just over. So adding more glass, a little bit more sheet metal on the back of that, it's already usable, but that in wagon form, and we're pushing 3,250, maybe tops, it wouldn't add too much more weight and therefore destroy the driving experience. Mm. It would still be just as hot as it is now, practically, 
you wouldn't feel the extra weight and you could carry cargo because when you're carrying cargo, you're not hooning. You don't want the cargo to smash out through the windows or sure, dent sure, the sheet metal yeah. from the inside out. I mean, it's fun though, but I, I take it fun, yeah. but you know, you don't want to yeah. carry TVs or, you know, your <laughs> antiques while you're attacking. <laughs> antiquing, honey. It's broken now, but we had fun. Sounds broken. Most likely is. You know what I, what I th- thought of is actually one that does exist, but we just don't get it. Genesis D70. It's gorgeous. The, the wagon version of that is spectacular. The long roof versions of cars yes. just look pretty. Which also makes me wonder what a wagon Alpha Julia would look like. Also great. That would be really cool. Haven't seen yes. one of those. That would be awesome. I have to do a quick call out to all of our patrons. Thank you guys for being our patrons, for supporting this show. The main thing that that gets you is Discord. Now, there are three levels of our patrons. We have a $5 level, a $10 level, and a $20 level. And uh, the people that are at the $20 level we call board members because we have a board member call once a month, and we see your faces, and and many of you have grown to become our friends. It's very cool. We just do kind of behind-the-scenes updates of the show. That is the upper level. The middle level has been the middle child. For a bit, because it used to be a way to get all of our paid content for free, but we haven't had as much paid content in the last year or so. So I want you guys to know that we're we're working we're working on that middle level. We have an idea we want to execute. We haven't gotten there yet. Can't talk about it yet. But all of our patrons from five dollars and up, you get all of our YouTube videos a little bit early. But the main thing you get is Discord in that community, which is really really awesome. And there's a lot of commentary that goes on on everything we do. Gets gets a conversation thread going on Discord. And I have to call out real quick. Grady on Discord. <laughs> Funny. Who called me out, rightly so, for acknowledging that I have never really wanted to tune out of class. This in is fact, funny. I'm against it, frankly, because I don't understand the point. Except I brought it up and really wanted to do it when we drove the Prius Prime. Yes, you did. And, and Grady, you're right. And then, and then when Grady mentioned that on Discord, somebody else chimed in and said, yes, and I also, also the guy that just bought a second of the exact same vehicle. So apparently something's wrong with me. But, but the point I'm, I want to bring up is, here's maybe it's a terrible excuse, but here's the reason the Prius Prime being tuned out of class is fascinating to me. Because you and I can do it for the laugh. Yes. I, I'm not yes. doing it because I, I want I, – I, I'm not intrigued by it because I want the Prius. I, I own a Prius, and I need it to be a sports car. Then buy a sports car. Right, but right. the idea of taking a Prius and for the laugh, for the giggle, see if you can turn it into a sports car, take it to a track, people go, what on earth is that? It's not because – because here's the other thing. Typically, when you're tuning a car, you're tuning a car so you can be better than others. Right. I would – actually put crazy tires on a Prius, like like race tires on a Prius, just to see if I could make the guy next to me be like, what are you doing? Exactly. What is that? It's just me about, about me laughing. It, I don't know. Maybe that's just stupid. See, what I'm thinking about the Prius is do the Marizo edition Prius. <laughs> so we have a, a GR Prius Marizo edition. That is that is grime a terrible Marizo, amount. The back seats are missing. It's, okay. it's <laughs> Just connects the shock towers. It only gets 25 miles to the gallon, but it is fast. A race car that gets the best MPG of anybody <laughs> else out there, and it might be slightly competitive. Shame on the car that finishes behind it. We're gonna. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're going to take a Prius, and we're going to win Le Mans, whatever class that is, just because we didn't have to refuel as much. The Prius, it's like, all, why are you out here class? It's all about refuel strategy. We can get a See? bunch more get bunch more laps done because exactly we're right. 40 miles to the gallon out there. You cannot win if you're not on track. I would also like to acknowledge the fact that we have not entirely lost our minds. This is still a show about performance driving it is still a show about loving what you drive but we're just we're pleasantly surprised that the prius has actually gotten to a place where it's like huh 
Because before, it's always been like, well, if you like gas mileage, otherwise there's no reason. Now it might have other reasons. However, it has really stupid hashtags in it, and we're going to have to keep mocking that because that is really quite dumb. Mockworthy? Oh, yes. it's it's. Uh-huh. I, I honestly just want to do a rant on the hashtags, but... We'll, deep, we'll do that one deep, day. Deep breathing. One day deep we'll do breathing. that. It, it'll be in the videos too. Stroker Ace Kid on Twitter, known as Jay, is getting a GR86 10th anniversary. Congratulations. That's very exciting news. He asks, what do we recommend for aftermarket parts? I want to step carefully here, ease into this. Because I wonder if you're going to go where my head goes. As far as aftermarket parts... That begs the question, what do you want to do with it? The car, question one. out of the box, is already so good, which we acknowledge when we first drove it mm-hmm. at Monticello Racetrack. And we came away going, this is just spectacular. It's got a bit more power, the power it needed. You've seen all our videos on this. But if you're going to upgrade, the first one is driver upgrade. Mm-hmm. The second one is tires. Changing the tires on that car is not just a little bit dramatic. It's a giant magnifying glass. You'll wonder what happened. Well, and if you're, here's the thing. If you're on P, the PS4s that it comes with and you do what we did, which is wider and stickier, you're going to be like, what just happened? It doesn't need stiffer shocks. It does, I mean, you still want to drive around in this thing. You don't yeah, need it yeah, to be yeah. a race car. Go get yourself a GR Cup if you're going to do that. <laughs> but it still needs to be a, a nice combination. We don't know where you are or where you're driving, mm-hmm. but it's still going to be a nice place, a nice, comfortable ride, but it's still sporty enough and stiff enough that it does great on track. Great. Tires are number two. And then what we found, this is directly from our sponsor, Power Stop, the race pads plus their drilled and slotted rotors, they're not squeaky. I was amazed. And yeah. the power, the braking power, the car is okay. It's just okay. You're going to overwork with. it with major tra- heavy-duty track braking, like a very brake-heavy track. Oh, yeah. will eventually overwhelm the brakes, but it will on most cars, too. But along with those race pads and rotors, you must do the new hydraulic fluid. You must yeah. do race yeah. fluid. High Pick one fluid, of them. For sure. has to happen. That's part of the recipe. The biggest question I thought of when I read this question is the thing that you always bring up about tuning, Paul, which is to do what? And and it's unknown. And, and the thing that I think is interesting is you're eyeing the stuff you can change on the car. You don't have the car yet. Right. So here's my challenge to you. Buy it and do nothing for Agreed. at least three months. Agreed. Just just drive it. Because then hopefully you'll find two things. One, it is great out of the box. And two, then actually have a conversation about what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. Okay? And what do I li- what would I like this to do more? Because I, I use this as a cautionary tale. Look at our friends over at Savage Geese, Mark and Jack. They bought a blue 86 the exact same time we did, but their plan was always different. Their plan was, we're going to take this and make it more track ready. So they put a bunch of parts on it over the course of a year and made it more track ready. And what I thought was fascinating is when they ended up driving it on track and on street when they were kind of done with their tuning series, it was hunting cars that were twice as expensive on track. It was incredibly capable on track which is very cool, and they absolutely succeeded. And the stuff that where it was a little weak for track, they solved it. But they both agreed it was a far worse car to drive everywhere else, mm. which is interesting mm. because I mean, 
I mean, they, but they, if that's what you want out of it, they accomplished exactly kudos. what they were Amazing. doing, which is Great let's job. make this a better tracker. Right. Which they did, but then they both were like, "Yeah, but now I really don't want to daily this." So you have to be very cautious about that. Look at the uh, the FT eighty six parts that we put on our uh, on my original FRS. They mm-hmm. have a lot of good parts. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, this is a chassis that a lot of people are going to make parts for. So for sure, what do you want sure. to get parts for? But I do think uh, we we did it. The p- pads and rotors are available from PowerStop. Transform the car. You, you can put. We put slightly wider wheels. It comes what two fifteens. We put two twenty fives on, right? Yeah. So we did that. Slightly wider wheels. That's going to change things a lot already. It, it. But be careful and decide what you want to do first. Ted Theologan says, with the temps finally starting to rise, do we have any first drive of spring transitions? The temps are rising. Tradition. Sorry. The, the temps, temps are, are apparently rising. They're, They're starting not. to. My my driveway okay my driveway is now a tunnel and I look I'm not I'm not actually exaggerating my driveway is so high sorry there is a joke coming here that either of my Cayennes <clears throat> the the, yes. the the height it's ridiculous yes. the height of the snow on the walls on either side in April is just a little bit higher than the side mirrors on our Cayennes. It's insane. And they do not like doing the tunnel of driving because there's way too much proximity to walls and the car freaks out. And I would also like it noted, this is how crazy this winter is here in Park City and other parts of the West. This time last year, I was riding my summer mountain bike. The fat tire bike was gone. The dogs and I were out bounding through the forest on dry dirt. There's no bounding this year. No, there's, there, Well, unless you're on skis. Back, exactly. back in the powder or trying to plow my driveway for the 14th time because I need to build up bigger walls. I'm going to speak for you and say the first time the Elise comes out, oh, yeah. that will just be revelatory Always because yeah. I think we're looking at July 4th now. <laughs> Really? <laughs> this summer's drive might be next winter. Uh, by the time we might be like in the fall, like, oh, September, let's get some stuff. Alta ski area is like 27 inches short of 900 inches for it's, this yeah. season. Mm-hmm. But anyway, it's more about the consistency of being able to do that all the time because yeah. there have been dry winter days that are cold but dry. Sure. And we've yeah. both felt comfortable taking our sports cars out for a drive, which is actually pretty nice. Mm-hmm. The roads are dry. We've got a bluebird day and we can get out just yeah. to yeah. give the car some exercise, give ourselves some exercise and just get yeah. out and yeah. feel a sports car again. It's just sort of revelatory. So we do have those days midwinter. We actually did that when we were driving for the drag race. Mm-hmm. That just so happened to be a nice weekend. <laughs> I was able to go off my driveway did with the winter tires. Driving, it was great. Yeah. But other than that, there's no big tradition. It's just the ability to do it consistent, consistently, which we love. But now we're worried about some of our good driving roads that are closed in the winter. Totally. There's going to be walls of snow at nine and 11,000 feet. I, I don't know what's going to happen with some of those roads and when they're going to open. And, and that actually is, insane. is the only, it's not really a tradition, but the only kind of tradition, I guess, for lack of a better way to put it, that I think of. And that is I start stalking roads for when they'll open. And I try yeah. to get on them as yeah. soon as their opening day as possible, which typically is Memorial Day weekend, though I don't expect that'll be the case this year. But then the secondary <laughs> Day thing, weekend though, next year. There you go. It's going to be a year from it's going to be awesome. Yeah. It'll be Labor Day. It'll be Labor We're Day. We're just going to go right gonna into next ski season. But the one thing that you have to do, though, with those spring roads, I find this as well. I'm so excited the road is open, and then I find myself driving about 60% of what I want to drive because there's so much junk on the road. Yeah, And if you true. go with friends, as we often do, everybody spreads out a lot. Yeah. Because there's so much just extra junk that everybody's kicking up because nobody's cleared it off yet. So that's, you have to be careful. Dumber electrician says his local Chevy store was telling him about the new Colorado and how it's getting a bit bigger than the last model. They were shocked when he said, that's too bad. (laughs) That's because everybody only wants a bigger car than last time. That just makes sense, right? You Mm -hmm. just want more space. Of course I do. Why not? He wants the exact opposite. 
opposite of that. Mm. So is there any hope of trucks like the Colorado or Tacoma getting smaller? Nope. I hate to say it. I'm afraid not. Mm-hmm. But that also leads manufacturers to have a, a new category just suddenly appearing. Right. Micro trucks <laughs> that are as big as the full size were 10 years ago. Yeah. Mini truck and magazine is going to make a resurgence. <laughs> Mini truck. Who remembers I love it. that? That's so good. So that just means this new slot has opened up where we can fill it with a, a ute, a little, a little something. You know it's coming. You're right. It sadly is. Guys, thank you so much for all your questions, all your uh, your support of the show. Yeah, that's great. Just a reminder again to find our new hot hatch piece. That is the GR Corolla against two other cars. We yep. had it back in <laughs> what uh, late 2022 mm-hmm. against a couple of hatches, but this is the new round. Yep. Civic Type R versus Golf R and GR Corolla, and then also the Prius Prime. If you haven't seen it, I admit. I actually kind of like the Prius and I was skeptical of the new design, even seeing it in photos before we drove it. So there is that looking forward to hearing from you. Cheers, everyone.